0: Look around you, no seriously. Look around you, look at all the people you are surrounded by. I see it every day, everywhere I look, complacent, average, mediocre. There's no greatness around me, no success. You have to ask yourself, do you really want to end up in a situation they're in? do you really do you really want to live a life like them? Do you want to have a nine-to-five job and work your entire year just for one vacation? Do you want to waste your days doing nothing, just living for someone else? Do you want all that? No, no one wants that. But the good news is now you're aware. Now we know that we don't want that. Most people fall into the trap and they don't know something else is possible. They just do it. They don't most people aren't aware that they can do something else. Most people don't know how. Most people just think that this is the only path for them. But you got st- you got to look around. Just remind yourself you are not going to be like that. You're not going to end up in a similar situation like that. I see it all the time. In my day, I I really struggle with it because I see it everywhere I look and I just sometimes it really gets to me. I just want to throw a fit about how like there's no greatness around. It's like, why is no one striving for anything around me? But you gotta just keep it to yourself because no one is going to change only they can change for themselves and they're probably not going to change so you gotta do it yourself and it's a path and this this podcast is all about me documenting my journey getting there because it's not easy and I'm in the middle of it right now right now I'm still a broke high school student I'm just at the beginning of my journey I feel and I keep on looking around and there's no one to look up to so that's why I go to books and if if there's one thing that I learned how to escape this place the one best thing that I've learned is educate yourself if you can educate yourself on the right topics if you can learn from the right books then you will break free you will live how you want to live for example the first book that really brought me some notion that there was more was called Unscripted by MJ DeMarco. And that book was basically all about how it basically exposed the rat race and it exposed how people think it's good to trade your time for money and people basically trade 40 years for a uh, not even guaranteed not even guaranteed retirement they trade 40 years of their life and many years in school as well trying to retire and it just exposes like the unfair trade and the just all around stupidity of it and it also sheds light onto the right like the a better path called the fast lane so most people are on either the slow lane or the sidewalk. The sidewalk is people who are basically spending more money than they're earning. They're in debt most likely and they're basically trying to trying to live they're basically living above their means. And they tend to be very consu- they, they they're consumers and they are how do I say this? They just look for dopamine and instant gratification. They're they're all about instant gratification. So if there's a new car, they get it because they want to show it off. And it's just all about instant gratification. So that's the sidewalk. And then the slow lane is, it's basically people who are saving all their money. They're living frugally and most people are in the slow lane, I think. Um, I could be wrong though. Most people that I'm surrounded by are in the slow lane. So they're frugal and then they basically, uh, they still trade their time for money, except this time they don't have debt. The sidewalk, they have this thing called parasitic debt. It's, It's basically where, I don't remember what it was, to be honest. I haven't read that book in a while, but... They have parasitic debt, and then they're and they side both the sidewalk and the slow lane have forty years or fifty years of indentured time, which is basically time you owe to the system before you get your free time. So the the equation that basically the way their life works. I'm just gonna focus on the slow lane right now. The way their life works is they clock into their job at eight a.m. 8, like 9 a.m., and then they work all day until 5, and then that's their indenture time from 9 to 5, but since most people commute to work, their indenture time is usually from like 8 until like 6, and then they get like 2 hours or 3 hours at nighttime, and that's their free time, so they get like 3 hours of free time every night. But that doesn't, let's just ignore that because that people waste that anyways, and people don't really consider that free time anyways. So basically they're working five days a week, Monday through Friday, and that's indenture time. So they're basically trading five days a week of indenture time for two days a week of free time. So they're giving five days up for two days back for free. So they originally started with seven days and then they gave up five of them and then kept their two. And they do this for 40 years. Like that sounds just insane to me. That's like that's a terrible return on investment, terrible, just all around terrible everything. And so at this point in my life when I read that book, probably less a little less than a year ago, I was definitely, oh, I definitely did not want to like end up like everyone else, but I didn't really put my finger to it. I didn't, I wasn't really conscious about like what was going on. I, I didn't really want to go to college, but it, by what it seemed like I had to, and that was just the only path available. That was the only path that I knew. And then once I read the, like, I want you guys to pay attention to this. The only path that I knew was what everyone else had done. Go to college and then work a nine to five for the rest of my life. That was the only path I knew. So it makes sense that most people are mediocre because that's the only path they know. Most people don't read the right types of books, like unscripted. And so once I read unscripted, I was like, oh, wow, I'm not going to college. Now I know that this path is available. And then I read The Millionaire Fast Lane, which was a good book as well. It's basically the same book, but shorter. And I like, like that, just reading that book unscripted autumn already like completely shifted everything for me and opened up a lot of new pathways and a lot of new opportunities. And it, it just brought me the awareness of this like possibilities so with that first lesson, I learned that reading actually can change my life. Reading can actually bring me new opportunities. Reading can allow me to see new opportunities. So then I kept on reading. And then the next like big game changer book that I read was Rowdy Transurfing, Steps 1 through 5. And I read that and then I instantly realized that every single thing that I was doing, like, okay, let me, let me get some context. So I knew I wanted to go to business. I, I knew I wanted to make a business, but I didn't like know how to be successful. Like I knew like, yeah, I had to make a business, but I don't know how I actually have to, I don't know how to actually go about life and be successful. And so I learned about Transurfing. And once I read that, I realized that pretty much every single thing that I was doing on a day-to-day basis through my thoughts was wrong. And it was like not helping me get to my goal. So I like realized, oh wow, I actually have to radically shift everything. Like my worldview, my thought process, my mindset, my attitude, everything. I have to radically shift my attention. And so it, it was not instant. It's not, and I'm still working on it today. Like even today, I want to talk about staying present. It's a bit like being awake. It's basically staying present. And it's, I learned about the best way to explain it in a book called Toofty the Priestess. And basically when you have your, so there's two screens, your Inner screen and your outer screen. The outer screen is everything going on outside of your like body. So this podcast that you're listening to is the outer screen. And then the inner screen is everything going on inside your body, inside your head, inside your mind. And so if you you can be immersed in one or the other, you can be immersed in the outer screen. So let's say you are completely immersed in in this podcast, and you're not really paying attention to your inner screen at all, you're fully immersed in the outer screen, well, then you are asleep. And it's not good to be asleep. And don't worry, because I'm asleep like a lot still, I'm still working on it. It's it's a, it's like a process. So and don't beat yourself up over being asleep, because I, I learned that lesson the bad way. And I realized that it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in one month. It's going to take a long time. And then the inner screen is everything going on in your, inside your head or inside your body. So if you're immersed in your own thought, if you're deep in thought, then you are asleep as well. And you're basically acting on autopilot. Um, Either or. It doesn't matter which screen you're immersed in. If you're immersed in one or the other, you're asleep. Now, how do you wake up? Well, all you have to do is hold your attention on both. Like, hold it in the middle of the two screens. So, your like attention is focused on the outer screen as well as the inner screen. That's simply how you wake up. And so, Transurfing, one of the biggest things that Transurfing made me realize is that my I'm asleep most of the day and so I have to be awake to be able to manage my reality and that's one of the big things that I've been working on especially like lately I I think that I can't really tell because I still have the habit to wake up all the time but lately I feel like I've been getting complacent with waking up and I especially at school and at home I feel like I'm asleep most of the day when I'm at school or home and so, cause I don't really wake up that often. Um, so I, I have to just, just basically get it back going again. Like today on my bike ride, I remembered this one concept of tracking your attention. And when you track your attention, you basically figure out, you basically like wake up and then you hold you stay awake until you fall asleep inevitably and once you fall asleep and you catch yourself that you fall this, fell asleep so then you wake up again then you go back and track your attention and figure out what made you fall asleep so it could be anything in the outer screen or the inner screen so i i remembered about that concept of tracking your attention in on during my bike ride on the way home from the gym today and I was biking, and I was wake. I woke up, and i I was at this stop sign, and I like biked through it, and then I saw this car on the left who had stopped at the stop sign, and then I fell asleep. It was just an ordinary like stop sign, so I was just going, it's just ordinary. everything was ordinary, but I fell asleep from that car. And so I fell asleep, and then probably like half of a block later. Which, um, if you're not familiar with a city block, I realize that a lot of people don't know what a block is. It's basically like a row of houses that, like, one street. Or I don't. It's imagine like maybe like a tenth of a mile. I, I think I'm not. I I don't really know for sure. It's it's a. I okay whatever. Let let's not waste time on that if you want to look up what a block is, just look it up. And so I was half of a block later biking. So maybe like 10 seconds later, I was, I realized like, Oh, I got to wake up. So I woke up and I was like, and then I went back and figured out what I fell asleep by. And it was a car. So I was like, Oh, I fell asleep by that car. So then I remembered, okay, next time I see a car, I'm going to wake up. And that's basically how it works. You figure out what caused you to fall asleep and then make sure that next time you see or experience that or think about that, you have it trigger you to wake up instead of fall asleep. That's called reversing the habit of falling asleep. Most people have a habit of whenever something happens, you fall asleep. I included, and I'm in the process of reversing it. So whenever something happens, you wake up like Vadim Zon said, it doesn't matter as much if you fall asleep as you actually being in the habit of waking up. So it doesn't really matter how much times you fall asleep, but what matters is that you have the habit to wake up over and over and over again, which is good because I think that I do have that habit because I woke up like 10 seconds later and then I fell asleep from something else a few seconds later, and then woke back up. It's like this whole back and forth of falling asleep and then waking back up. And sometimes I get frustrated. I'm like, I'm losing progress. I'm backtracking, but it's you're still moving forward. There, one of my episodes, um, the, I don't remember which day it was, but I talked about this thing where on the road towards your path it's got lots of you're in a straight road towards your path but it has lots of changes in altitudes so lots of hills there's a lots of ups and downs those ups and downs are still taking you towards your goal the ups and downs included like the off days are still taking your you towards your goal at the same rate as the as the good days if anything faster because that's the way gravity works according to the metaphor but it's just a metaphor so so i'm in the works of tracking my attention because i read it in transurfing and like one of the biggest themes that i'm trying to bring to your attention is reading like learning the right types of books the one of the first book that Basically, changed everything for me was unscripted, and then the second book was reality transurfing, and I'm like still reading a lot of books. Right now, I'm reading a book called Die Wise, which was I was very hype. I was very excited to start reading for like over a month, like maybe maybe two months, and Jean-Pascal Riemann really hyped it up a lot, and. To be honest, I'm in the first like 80 pages and yeah, it's good. It's brought a lot of things to my attention, but I don't think I'm at the right stage in my life to actually read it, but I'm still going to finish it, but I don't feel like I'm getting too much out of it simply because I, I don't really, I don't see it affecting my current situation that much, which I, I could, it could drastically change. Throughout the book, because I feel like he's giving a lot of like introductory or not introductory, but laying out a foundation for this book. And one of the books that I do want to read in the future, which I feel may be another game changer for me, is called The Laws of Success in 16 Lessons. And basically, I talked about it, I think yesterday's episode And it's basically a book by Napoleon Hill. So Napoleon Hill was commissioned. I don't think he was like paid, but basically Andrew Carnegie, the richest man in the world at the time, this was like uh, 80 years ago, maybe Andrew Carnegie, the richest man in the world he basically told Napoleon Hill to study all of the wealthiest and most successful people in the world. And that's what he did. And Andrew Carnegie gave him all the connections. So Napoleon Hill studied greats like Henry Ford, Andrew Carnegie, and a lot of other people that I don't know there are that I didn't like bother to read all their names because, um, And then he studied them for 29 years and figured out like the secrets, all the secrets, all the things that all the successful people are doing. And basically trying to figure out like, what are the successful people doing that the normal average citizen is not doing? And he compiled it all into a book called The Laws of Success in 16 Lessons. This was after 29 years of studying The most successful people in history, like ever, most successful people ever. And so he, after 29 years, wrote in a book, Laws of Success and 16 Lessons. And Henry Ford got a hold of that book and like saw that it was way too powerful. He was like, oh, this book is way too powerful. You have to take it down. You cannot release this publicly. And so they took it down. And then he had to edit it down, like basically water the book down, water it down. And then he, it became another book, which I don't know what it was called. And then he edited it down even more. And that, like, even super watered down book was called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And it was like the number one best selling, it's like one of the most best selling self help books ever. And Think and Grow Rich is missing a secret. I saw a video, Kevin Trudeau was saying that Think and Grow Rich was missing a secret. That's why most people don't see success manifesting and all this stuff. And I feel like the secret is in Laws of Success and 16 Lessons because Henry Ford didn't want it to go public. And I was looking it up and there is like a there is a book for like $17 on Amazon that says it's unabridged and it's like got everything in it. So that I definitely want to read. It's like 500 pages long, but the issue is I'm kind of in this situation where for the past couple of months I've been obsessing over these seven books that I bought and I've only read one of them so far and I'm in the middle of Die Wise, the second one. So I got to finish all of these books, which are probably going to take probably the rest of the school year like two months maybe because they're long like ascent of humanity come of age die wise and the egypt code are like 300 to 500 pages long so they're very long journeys out of the bodies and tufti the priestess are both fairly short so i'll be able to finish those quickly but those other books are going to take a while um. so basically the moral of, of today's episode so far is what are people, what are average people that we're surrounded by? What are they not doing? They're not reading the right types of books. They're not learning how successful people become great. So that's what you got to figure out. And I've listed three great books so far, two that I've already read and one that I feel the very strong desire to read and that's like the beginning of everything and I want to talk about spirituality but first let me check all right okay before I say that I wrote some notes down for this episode and I just read them I got through all of them except for one thing before these things I want to talk about Figure out where you're lacking and fix it. That's something that is a very big skill to have. One of the things when I was first, like, getting into self-improvement, I realized, like, I didn't want to do a lot of this stuff. Like, there was... what, Especially with, like, business, I didn't want to... There's a lot of things I was too lazy to do. And so I was like, oh, I'm lazy. Like, how do I fix this? Why am I lazy? I don't have discipline. Well, how do I get discipline? And I read in a book called The Unplugged Alpha, he said that taking cold showers is the simplest way to build your discipline. So I started taking a cold shower. Only, I only take cold showers now. So now to fix the lack of discipline... I only take cold showers and that's it. Like I don't switch it to hot halfway through. Like I used to do like a year ago, I used to do that. But now I, for the past couple of months, I've only taken cold showers the whole time. So that's something you got, like one of the biggest tips I have, figure out where you're lacking. Like what, what are you lacking? And that's something that another thing that I figured that I was lacking after I read Transurfing was my worldview was holding me back. My thoughts were holding me back. So I tried to figure out, like, how do I radically change this? Well, first of all, I learned Transurfing and I learned of it and then I learned it and I studied it, which I plan on studying it again in the future, in the far uh, near far future in a few months after I read Laws of Success. But you gotta like study one of the things is study the right types of books. Transurfing I I learned of Transurfing. I read it the first time and then there were so many things that I wasn't taking action on and I just simply forgot. So I reread it and I started taking action on a lot of different things. And that is where I was lacking, my worldview and my spirituality. I, I was like still in this mediocre thought process. My mind was still mediocre average. And so I realized, oh, I don't have spirituality, so I need to work on that and figure out what that even is. So that's why I got into these seven books, because I feel like these are going to help me with my worldview and my spirituality, like my soul and all that stuff. And then another thing is the gateway process. So meditation. This is like taking action. I meditated over summer, just normal, and then I got into the gateway, the gateway process, the gateway experience over a month ago. And if you guys have been listening to these past couple episodes, I have had some. I've just started to have some success. I've had three unique experiences where two of them were like, one of them was a flash of light. And then another one was a flash of light with like three dark figures on the bottom. And then, and all this stuff was during my meditation. So I can, I'm like, I have my eyes closed. I'm in a pitch black room and I'm laying down on my back and I'm meditating with the gateway experience. And so the flash of light. And then the third one was a piece of paper with text written on it which was really strange so those are the that's like me starting to get some some results but i've had a lot of results before with doing the inner work you another thing is figure out where you're lacking like for me one of the things where i was lacking was i would have a lot of lust over girls And so what I did was I just started, I realized like, that's where I'm lacking. That's an issue. I got to fix that. And so every single time during my meditation, I put girls into the uh, energy conversion box, which is a box you place like things that thoughts that are popping up in your head that you don't want to, that like need to get gone, like that you need to get rid of. And then I also stated in my affirmation, I'm a man with high standards when it comes to women. And so slowly but surely, I still have issues today, but it's not nearly as bad as it was like a month ago or a week ago even. And every single day, I keep on doing it more and more and it's getting better and better and better. So that's another place where I figured out where I was lacking and I started to fix it. And right now, where am I lacking right now? I'm lacking in my viewer count. So I realized that I am not... One of the things for marketing, one of the lessons that I learned in Expert Secrets is if you build something great, no one's going to come unless you like show it to them. So... There's a quote from Field of Dreams. It's like if you if you build it, we will come or something like that. Basically saying that if you build something great, people will come and see it. But that's not true in the real world because you have to build something great and then market it. You have to actually get people to know about it. And I've been doing a little bit of marketing just on recording TikToks, 3 TikToks and 3 shorts every day for the past like maybe 2 weeks uh and it's it's definitely helping it's not helping the podcast. I haven't I don't think I've had many people come from my TikTok and start listening because I'm still at around 6 to 7 uh, viewers on my podcast, but I'm slowly but surely gaining a lot of followers. So re- yesterday I had like 10 followers and now I have five or 15 followers in TikTok on my TikTok. So that's like the only marketing that I'm doing, but I realized a couple of weeks ago that I needed to be a guest on podcasts because one of the things is People don't, people tend to want to stay on their own platform. So if you are watching something on TikTok, you don't want to leave TikTok. And if you're watching something on YouTube, you don't want to leave YouTube. So they want to, they tend to want to stay on their platform. So basically, marketing my podcast on TikTok is inefficient simply because I don't have the audience, but also because even though I could gain an audience just one viral video or like just over time of consistent posting, I'll gain followers like I have been, but people it's, it's much more efficient to meet people where they're already at. And that's to go on to a show and become a guest speaker. And so last night I wrote down in my journal, I need, I, I like my next like 20%, my next 10X jump is being a guest speaker. And I declared that I was going to do that a couple of weeks ago, but I was, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm very nervous. Like I'm, I know that this is something that needs to be done to like, this is the next stage for my podcast. Like right around now I'm on like episode 97. So I've built a name for myself, or at least I've built some credibility. I've, I've proved that I'm Year for the long run. I'm proved that I'm actually serious about this. And so I, and, but I still don't have many listeners, which is why I need to be a guest on a show that has at least a couple hundred listeners, or honestly, I'll be a guest on any show that's in my market. I just need to get myself out there and do a very good episode with them. And then, only promote my show if they ask. Like, where if because I know that I used to watch, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I used to listen to Dire of a CEO, and I'm pretty sure in Dire of a CEO, he would always, he would always interview a guest and then let them talk like the whole time, and then at the end, he's like. So if the, if the viewers are interested in getting in touch with you or not getting in touch, but like interested in you seeing your work, where can they go find you? And then they would say the, where they can find, find them like their TikTok or Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, which that, that's what I would do if the host actually asks that, which if the host doesn't, it's still a win because I'm getting myself out there because If people just look up my name, just James Radzinski. If they just look up my name, then that's a win. Because that's more and more people just looking up my name. It's just anything. So anything is a win. And I know that the next step is being a guest. And to be honest, I'm really nervous. And I don't... There's a lot of like negative thoughts going in my head like oh i don't deserve or i i'm not like good enough yet i don't want to ruin their episode or all this stuff but i know that this is all just negative stuff and i have to do it anyways like that's what courage is feeling fear but doing it anyways like just do it even though you're still afraid And I feel like this, a couple couple months ago, I was really into expanding my comfort zone. But I haven't really done it much since school started for the past two months. I haven't really done it too much. And this is definitely going to expand my comfort zone. Like, I'm really, like, I don't, I'm nervous about that. And to be honest, I don't, like, I don't really know how it would even work. I I know that there's like platforms where I can sign up and people will be able to find me, but I don't even know anything about it. It's just all unknown, which I keep reminding myself that when I first started even business, I didn't even know how to build how to register an LLC. I didn't even know where to even start. I didn't know any of like the tactics. I didn't know how to even do anything. But then I just figured things out one by one. And then now I can do all of that. Like even when I started the podcast, I recorded 14 episodes, too scared to even post. But I also didn't even know how to even create a channel. So then I had to figure it out. And I figured it out. Now I know that I can do it again. And it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. So the same thing with this podcast and being a guest speaker It's all, this is always going to happen. And I feel like that's another reason why, if a millionaire had to start from scratch and they were basically like racing someone who was an average person to like an average person and a millionaire started from scratch each and they both had to, they both raced to become a millionaire, the millionaire would win because they already know. Like the process, they already know a lot of the stuff, and they already know like the mindset. Like one of the mindsets that I'm developing is being conscious of the the, what I just said. How if you don't know something, well, of course you're not going to know. You've never done it before, so now you're conscious that you just do it anyways. Like when I first started, I was too scared to even register my LLC. Because I was so, I, it was so much of the fear of the unknown. I didn't even know what was going on. I had to spend like three days journaling, doing like fear exercises, showing my me that the rewards outweighed the negatives. And it was like a process. So in the beginning, my I was really bad at it but then over time I was better and better and better now I'm still bad but I'm getting better and it's all just growth it's all a process like so um self improvement is one thing but then entrepreneurship is like the epitome or it's like the most what's the word there's a word for it but it's basically like the most it's like the truest form of self improvement purest form of self-improvement and i i believe that because there one of the things when i was one of the things that pushed me over the edge to start entrepreneurship and actually start my business was something that Hamza said he basically said that when he f- he grew more as a man like when he started his business and started working on entrepreneurship that's when he actually grew as a masculine that's when he actually grew as masculinity like he became a man, like way more of a man when he would worked on his business because of his business. And it's all like, it's all about like growing and improving. So just working on business is still self-improvement. So let me get some water. So yesterday, I yesterday, which was the 21st of October, I changed my show description to something different than it was before. When I first started the show, I wrote a show description, which was fine. And once I recorded episode 96, and I believe episode 89 had just posted that morning so then i switched the show description and i checked on apple podcast to see if it switched on there and i I, it didn't which i predicted that it may switch once i post another video and i posted another video this morning and i haven't checked apple podcast yet but pretty much, I want to make sure that I'm documenting everything, or at least most things. And that's one of the things I changed. The show description, and now I think that it's a lot better. And I wrote, I copied and pasted the old one and the new one in a Google Doc and took screenshots. So I can document it like on paper as well. And another thing that I plan on changing is the trailer. Because if you guys have listened to... The season trailer for this show is terrible. It's like two minutes. I'm like, welcome everyone. And I didn't even know how to speak. And that was still when I had that voice recorder. So it sounded terrible. And I definitely plan on changing the trailer and adding a new one in. So I want to let you guys know about that. And I did record a new one yesterday, but it kind of sucks. I was... Pretty much what I said was, are you a part of the 1%? Neither am I. Do you want to learn how the 1% made it? So do I. And then basically follow my journey from going from a broke high school student to uh, the 1%. And I li- I liked it when I recorded it, but the it, it rhymed and it sounded dumb. So I didn't, I'm not posting that just because I don't like the rhyming and it kind of sounds dumb, but I like like that idea of basically saying that I'm, I don't really know what I'm doing because that's one thing that I see a lot in my books, how people say that it's not good to be the person teaching something that you're not actually like it's not good to make money off of something that you don't do yourself or something that, how do I say this? It's not good to make money off of teaching people how to do that uh, or how to make money. Wait, how, I'm having a hard time saying this. When I was reading The Millionaire Fastlane, he would always basically bash on like those gurus that were making most of their money by teaching people how to make money so they weren't actually using their own strategies and so I'm conscious of the fact that I'm making eventually I'd be making money off of teaching people stuff but I think that it's different because I'm documenting it and I'm teaching you as I go along but I am conscious of In the past I may have sounded like I knew all this stuff Which I want to make clear That I don't I'm just figuring things out on along the way Like I I just started I'm still like Very new to all this stuff Even transurfing Even all like Mindset and worldview I'm very new to this stuff Self-improvement I'm very new to so I'm just documenting and that's what I wanted to make clear in the trailer that I don't know what I'm talking about either, but I'm just trying to figure things out along the way. And I want to prove that you can escape even though you don't know anything. So I want to I want to keep that like honesty and I want to keep that like vibe to prove that you can still like free yourself even though you don't know much. And just all that. So, the three business books that I really helped me kind of start business were Dotcom Secrets, Expert Secrets, and Traffic Secrets, Russell Brunson's books, as well as The Four Hour Work Week. And honestly, Dotcom Secrets was. Dotcom and Expert were both of my most impactful because they really taught me how to structure my business and how to position myself as an expert. Even though I wasn't really applying it right away, it's very nice to have that knowledge because, let me explain this, I wasn't really planning on applying it right away. But now that I have like, I'm in this better situation. So the only thing that I really applied from those two books was to record a podcast. And I've been applying that. And then once I get to the situation where my right now, my target number is 100 followers, 100 people listening to every single one of my episodes daily. So once I get to that number, I'm going to create a lead magnet, which is basically like a free gift that I send to people. And all they have to do is give me their email address. And like the only reason why I would know to do that is because I read it in the book. So that's why I think that it's so good. Like one of the things I heard from Hamza was even it's still good, not it's still good to read books, even if you don't plan on applying them right away, because it like changes your brain chemistry and it changes like your decisions. So then you'll be more likely to apply in the future, which I a hundred percent agree with. Even if you don't plan on applying anything in that book, as long as it's a good book and beneficial, then it's hundred percent worth reading. Which is another thing, like Die Wise. Like I said, I don't. It's not really. I don't see it as really benefiting me too much right now. Not at, at least not as much as like Laws of Success will but I still think it's beneficial to read just because it will change my brain chemistry and it'll change like my ideas on things and it'll change my perspective. So that is like that. And I have this whole like plan in my head of once I reach certain points, then I'll do this. So like I said, once I get a hundred followers on the show, I'll Send everyone to a. I'll basically promote a lead magnet, which is which they're gonna you guys would give me your email address. Which I to be honest, I don't. Yes, the email address will come in use later, but at the moment, the email address will not help me too much. What will is on the second page, once. I give you the lead, the email address. There's going to be two steps. It's going to be step one is fill out this form. And then it's just going to be a form asking you guys what would be like, what, what you guys essentially would be me getting information from you guys on how to build a course that you guys would like or a membership site. And then the second step would be like, check your email for the email about the actual item that you guys wanted the free lead magnet and like the whole purpose of that campaign would simply be to get people to tell me ideas on a course to make and then i would make that course and then sell it that's like that's like my business plan right now so if you guys are interested in seeing my like progress or my documenting my journey on that aspect, that's my plan. I haven't even taken action on any of that simply because I don't have 100 followers yet, which I feel like a hundred followers will be fairly easy to obtain once I start being a guest. Because another thing I read about yesterday was it's a waiting game. Like early on in the podcast, you know that it's a waiting game. Like I'm just sitting here waiting for something to happen, but nothing's ever going to happen. Like, do you remember that fill the dreams quote? If you build it, build it, we will come. No, that's not true in real life. Nothing's going to happen. Like it's going to take forever. If you want to organically like truly naturally get traffic and build your show just from like search results, just people accidentally coming across your show. And so that's why I got to start doing stuff. I got to actually start putting myself out there because right now I'm kind of in like my corner, my own box, and I haven't really put myself out there. I've just been posting my own content and I haven't really been appearing into other people's content, which other people already have traffic congregated. They already have viewers congregated. So then if I can put myself out there onto that content, then maybe I'll grab a portion of those viewers and... And then start listening to this show. And so that's another thing. A lot of people, I included, like to start channels, YouTube channels, podcasts, with the, like, wanting to make money. Like, I remember when I used to play video games, I had a YouTube channel, like every other kid my age at that time had a YouTube channel about, like, playing that video game. And I would post like those dumb, terribly edited YouTube videos about like my video game. And I wanted to make money off of it. That's like all I cared about. But that's the issue. I think it's fine to want to make money off of the podcast as long as that's not like your only goal. But if you want to make money, you have to actually know the business side of things. Like you have to actually know how to do it business like like how to actually succeed in business, which is why I'm so grateful that I actually read books and learned about all this stuff because I would not have made it this far if I was just on money, if I just wanted to do money. And also I wouldn't have made it this far if I just wanted money, but also didn't know the knowledge. So it's one thing to... to only have money on your mind, but it's another thing to have money on your mind, but also know how it works. Like know the business side of things. You'll see a lot more success if you, you'll be more likely to gain success if you know how the business side works. But even that is still probably not enough. You still have to have a, a bigger reason, which for me is the self-improvement side of things. Like I haven't had any like true moments where I feel like I changed anyone's life. So I don't really know like I see all the time in these business books where successful entrepreneurs say that they were originally in it for the money, but then they changed because they're like, oh wow, I changed this person's life. So now I'm in it for the people. Like I'm people entrepreneurs are all about the the change that they'll make in people's lives. Which I haven't really seen any like, I, I don't see that I've changed anyone's lives yet, so I can't really relate on that. So right now, to be honest, like, the only things that I'm doing this for is to document the journey as well as the self-improvement side of things. Like, showing people my results, or not results, but showing people my transformation and sh- making it, it clear that they that you guys can get it yourselves, and then the money side is also uh, a big benefit as well, which it's, I think it's apparent that I'm not hundred percent in it for the money because I would not have made it to episode 97 if I was. And so it's all like the business side of things going back to my old YouTube channel. Like I, I would post One of my biggest issues was I didn't know how to actually gain success. So I would post when I wanted to, which was like once every couple months. And they were like trash videos. And then even like my old TikTok, when I, during the lockdown, during the quarantine, I had a TikTok channel that I started posting on. And my first video, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go viral." It did not. And then the next video, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna go viral." I all I wanted was for it to go viral, and those were the wrong reasons. Because if you're in it just for things to go viral, then you're not gonna make it very far. And one of the things yesterday that I read, um, in like how beginner mistake mistakes for podcasting one of the beginner mistakes is to constantly check your analytics and I learned I learned about that last night and then this morning, or just before I started to record this episode I was like oh I remembered it I was conscious of checking your analytics too much and I had checked my analytics every single day this week and I was like oh I want to check my analytics though and I did it anyways So that's another fail. So it's like, oh, there's a lot of little things that I fail about, fail on throughout the day. But like, to be honest, the analytics side, it's not too bad because I know that. Yes, I'm hoping for a like. I'm hoping to have a lot of people like that one day I had 57 downloads in one day. Which, by the way, I I spiked up to fifty-seven for one day, and then I went back down to my normal six to seven downloads per day. So I'm like, I'm obviously I'm hoping for a lot of downloads in one day, but I already I can like know I know that it's like not very like likely to happen. And then I also checked my. TikTok analytics which I'm still hoping for a video that's more than 200 views because all of my videos except for one have gotten more than 200 views the the one right now is at 179 so every single one of my videos has gotten more than 200 views which is good like it it's way better than my YouTube my YouTube channel on the YouTube podcast they Pretty much all of them have like zero views, but the shorts have like, most of them have like zero and some have like 50. Some have, there's like one that has 150 and that's it. So the YouTube side of things is not very good, but my TikTok is being very successful at the moment. 200, around 200 views per episode or per TikTok and post three per day. And I've probably got like almost 200 likes total, which is very good, I think. And then I also have 15 followers. And I've gotten quite a few comments. So it's like all those little wins, you got to keep adding up. Like One of the things that got me through the early days of podcasting, until I actually created my positive feedback loop, Was the little wins. Excuse me. And I remember I would create like, let me, give me one second. I would create, oh my gosh, let me get some water. I got a dry throat. All right. So I would create like little goals for little wins that to achieve. Like my first win was like episode 10. That was double digits. And then my second win was episode 21, which meant that I was in the top 1%. And then my third win was like episode 50. And then I kind of stopped the wins until Funnel Hacking Live. And I've told the story. Someone said that episode 100 is like the big milestone. So then I realized I was only like 30 episodes or 40 episodes away. So that's that's my next goal. And I'm on episode 97. So in three days, I'll have recorded 100 episodes. But then it won't be until like nine days or 10 days until episode 100 actually publishes and posts. So episode 100 is like my next big goal. And it's all about those little big wins. Like for the TikTok, one of my goals was to like get more followers, which was an arbitrary, I think that's the right word, is like an arbitrary goal. So it wasn't really that good of a goal. But right now, just saying this and reminding myself of the big goals, the big win or the, the little wins. My next goal is 20 followers on TikTok. And then 250 likes. So that's like my next big goal. Or my little goal. big Or little win. So basically gamify it. Like one of the things I learned from Hamza is gamify your self-improvement. Like basically treat it like milestones or achievements. Which I never really did in real life. But I found it very useful in like podcasting. Because there's actual analytics. And there's actual like markers that you can use. So for my podcast, after saying all this, my next little win is 10 rolling average subscribers. Right now I have six. So double digits, rolling average subscribers. And that's, that's pretty much where I'm at with all that. Sorry, my voice is kinda of going out right now. I have no idea why. Hopefully it's not like serious. Um this this past week has been very good. Next week is gonna be even better. Hopefully I'm gonna or I'm definitely gonna start getting double episode days in because I I have to prepare for my vacation next month which I'm not going to be recording at all during that week because I want to take the entire rest, but I still want to post daily. So next week I'm going to be posting double episodes. But that's it for the episode. So follow for more if you're interested. Have a good day.